What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. Brian? <laughs> what's good? What's good? It's Marcus or Pink. I was just thinking about something. What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. And unfortunately, no has today. Very, very busy man. But we got three of us here. And I guess before we get started, I'm going to hit it with a quick show. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you guys enjoy the content. Today, we're going to be recording some Patreon content after we record this episode. The topic will be favorite tournaments of all time. So if you guys want to support us directly, make sure to check out the Patreon. We give bonus content every single week. And what else is there to show? Oh! Genesis Black this weekend, uh, qualifier for Watch the Throne. So super excited for that. We'll see who gets to qualify for that. And I think I saw on Twitter that Umeki is actually going to go to Genesis Black. So that is really sick. We might see, I heard Mute was thinking about it. And I think Cosmos, I don't know if Cosmos is confirmed, but Cosmos was thinking about it. So a lot of players are thinking about it. We'll see who shows up and gets that last qualifying spot for Watch the Throne. Really excited for this event. And also... Really excited about Gavin being a speedrunner. Now, why don't you tell tell everyone <laughs> on the podcast about how your speedrunning journeys are going? Yeah, I decided to start learning how to play Mario RPG as fast as I can. It's been going well. Like I'm seeing like clear improvements all the time. When I when I play the game, I always say like, "Oh, I could play this every day." Like just like how much I like the game, and I was like, "Wait, like why don't I do that? Like why don't I speedrun it?" It's been a lot of fun, especially because this version of the game is new. There's a lot of there's a big community behind it, and um, it feels like a whole new world, to be honest. And like it's it's really cool to just just try my ass off at something. I don't know. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun, um, and I've been practicing a little bit of Smash as well. Nice, nice. Of course, watch the throne coming up. So I want. I'm very curious. Do, does it have the same? vibe is like competing in like smash or practicing for smash because it is like a form of competition because you're trying to get your time as low as possible you know what i mean but uh, I, the dynamics have to be a little bit different right because it's all, like speed running versus a fighting game there's going to be tons of differences yeah. so in terms of the execution like especially since i'm new to it i'm just trying my hardest to like get everything right like in the battles and like the little tricks you can do and everything um I will say that it feels like it helps me with being focused in Smash, if that makes sense. Like, like every individual input all of a sudden feels more important to me. And, like, I I feel like I play with a slightly different perspective the past couple of days. Like, a, like more from about, like, when it comes to, like, surviving and not getting hit, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's placebo or not, but it felt like I was, like, OD focused when I played Smash the last couple of days because I've been like, just because of what I've been doing on the side, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I'm trying not to overthink it. I'm trying just to be like, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. That's the only real answer I have though is when it comes to comparing them, I don't know, but it does feel like it's helping me with other things. I know that when I was like trying to get better at Osu, I know this is a weird game and like not even remotely similar, but I guess like execution. No, I, I, like, you can find similarities, like, especially yeah. with like, just like rhythm type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always tell myself like, if I can focus on this, then I can focus on Smash, right? Because like, yeah. it's like a it's it's a long period that you're like you truly can't really locked in for a second, you know? What right. I mean? And um, it's probably like that's probably what's happening is like you're locked in for hours at a time. Like I can't. There I think what it is is it's making Smash time. easier. Yeah, for us. yeah. I think it's literally making Smash easier when it comes mm-hmm. to the second to second part of right. it, right, or something mm-hmm. like that. Probably like some along those lines. It feels a little more relaxing and like like I can breathe almost when I play Smash. I, yeah. It's cool that we're talking about it because I think I'm connecting the dots like uh, on why I feel the way I feel just by talking about it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of just like, there are obviously times, and I think that's true in Smash too, right? Like there are times where like, you're kind of chilling for like a brief moment. You get your breather. Like it happens in games that you speed run unless the game is like 30 seconds long or something. Yeah. Um, And if it's like an RPG like that, there are times where you're just walking to the next spot or something like that. And in Smash, like you just took their stock. Like, you know, you took their stock. They're they're flying. Like you get your second, you're like, (sighs) 
all right, how are they coming off the angel platform? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. And you're like, you just lock back in. Yeah, I think that's something it's good at. It's like teaching you like when you have to lock in and when you don't have to be fully locked in. I like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah, the more I like, because I've only fully played through RPG like twice since I decided to start learning stuff. Um, and like the second time or, or like the, like when I was playing a little bit today, it's like, like you said, I, I kind of, I'm aware of when the break time mm-hmm. is like when the cutscene is when there's like a couple minutes of like, just skipping text. Like it's like, you can like, uh, divert your focus when it's necessary or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's a really good point. I'm yeah. glad you're so ready to talk about this. Cause I feel like it's like a new line of thinking for me. And you're like, making me connect the dots for sure i watch a lot of speed runs like i watch agdq and sgd like every single year so um there are times where they're like running the game and they're like okay like here's a break you can like read donations out right and then there are times where like they just tell the commentators everyone like okay like it's quiet time like i need to be locked in for this specific like trick or whatever and then they just go back to so it's like really good at the, the able to like figure out when they need to lock in or like when they're chilling. Do you think people like watching speedruns? Yes. Because of no well oh. yeah. But like <laughs> yes. um because of like the routine behind it. Like they like the more they watch, the more they know what's coming. Like because like, you know, human beings are kind of like routine, schedule oriented. Like it like they're watching the same streamer every day and they're playing the same games and they know what's gonna happen. Like and they, they can kind of I don't know. I feel like there's like some sort of um you know logical reason behind that like human nature type thing i could see that especially because like if you watch the same game or i think it starts with like you liking the game right so like you see someone playing i don't know metroid for some people it ruins the game for them but that's a whole nother thing um like you see someone like playing like i just thought of metroid dread because void speed ran a lot of metroid dread yeah I, i Never played it, but I would watch it, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna do this trick here," and then like, "Oh no, he messed up this execution thing." And There's like, like a comes thing messed. behind knowing what's happening, mm-hmm. like with something you enjoy too. Yeah, it's just like, oh, like, uh, or like you see something like a new trick they discovered. You're like, "Bro, that's kind of sick!" Like yeah. that saves two seconds. You're so, used, but... you're so used to the usual or something. Yeah, mm. I, I feel that when I'm playing too. Like, I'll I'll enter a room. And I know there's two options. There's the hard thing and then there's the the safe bet. And it's yep. just, you know, it, that that's going to be interesting when I actually have experience and stuff. But um, when you start going for full runs and then like you yeah. get to the part where you're like, I have not, not even feeling so confident or, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty long speed run to be fair. You're not doing something that's like 20 or 30 minutes. No. Uh, I You said like professional levels, like three to four hours, right? No, about. It, a good run could be under three hours at the moment for the Switch version, but I only I, like a little bit under though, right? Like two hours. I think at the moment it's only a, a little under, but I don't even know for sure. I haven't looked at like a bunch of people, like mostly just like one or two people, and like just so I can watch it and learn it. It's not really about the time, but yeah, it seems like you know, for me personally, a good run would probably be like four hours, because <laughs> like the last time I played, it was like four and a half to five so like it's it's really hard yeah. i think the interesting thing about speedruns for me at least when i'm watching and i think this is why you know the just streaming or watching content around speedruns is so cool is because there's so much people that have played these games whether they finish them or you know just know of them or maybe just dabbled in them and just watching it get played at the highest level to me is always interesting and even even if I'm watching like basketball, which is something that I don't watch too much of, right? It's it's so it's still really sick to see the sport being played at the highest level or whatnot, right? Like just watching anything being played at the highest level, I think is really cool and it's really intriguing. So that's, that, I I always think speedrunning has that going for it, you know what I mean? And a lot of people can relate to a lot of these older IPs or these games too, right? Yeah, yeah. especially like if it's a game where you're like, bro. I struggled on this boss for a mad long run. I wonder how they're going to beat it. And then you Your just turn. see them like, yeah, they just, all right, well, they're asleep while they're playing. <laughs> like, they're not even thinking. They're not even looking. It's just, oh, yeah, I got it done real quick. And you're like, bro, what? Like, it was that easy the yeah. entire time? Like, 
I was so like jealous. Like I watched some people like do the hundred super jumps in Mario RPG, and they're like talking to their chat. At some <laughs> and it's like wow, like <laughs> damn. Like I need to get that comfortable with it because I've gotten it like less than ten times, and like it's something you need to be able to do on command. Like I'm a lot better every day. I, I notice like my average amount is like higher and higher, but like, damn, if it, if you can talk to your chat or like, not like you don't have to be a hundred percent locked in during such a frame tight thing, like a hundred times, like you can do anything, bro. It's so funny listening to you say this as if you don't play super smash brothers yeah. and people are thinking the exact same thing. Like <laughs> you're doing like all this Diddy stuff and you're just casually like, yeah, man, like how's everybody doing today? And you're just Z drop, like blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, bro. Now what? that I think about it, most of the things I do are tighter numbers wise yeah and you're like fighting a person while you're doing it <laughs> you're just not even like thinking about it either it's just like happening you're like yep just another day in the office Smash is just so separate to me than anything else though like i acknowledge the difficulty whether it's in general or like what i'm doing right but like i don't know like it's something new and like like we talked about it's 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 a nice like it's like i'm unlocking or like dusting off a part of my brain and like getting mentally stronger or something uh yeah we could talk about smash bros uh wait wait, real quick before we jump into smash uh gavin why don't just just for the more nerdier listeners tell them like the frame windows for the the jump the the hundred um so the game is is new and i haven't done research on everything but i do try to keep up and i heard that for the super jumps like, I don't know the exact frame, so I'm not going to say that, but I know it gets harder at 14, and it also gets harder at 50. So it it, the, it gets tighter a couple times at least. I think in the original it was harder. I think at one point it's like just like a two-frame window, I think, for most of it. In this game, I think they might have given you an extra frame or something. I'm going to have to do more research, but yeah, it, it's cool learning some stuff like that. There's also some other stuff, like you can, like, barely jump on a save block and it doesn't push you into the air to save and you can use that to platform on areas you couldn't before or you can encounter an enemy run away and then jump off of it because you can't encounter it anymore when you run away like like uh, um, uh, or like skips in a mini game like uh, and that stuff I all have down like almost all of it um, super jumps is like the only thing that's like adding like hours and hours to my <laughs> to my gameplay so uh I don't know. It's nice. Like it feels like every time I play, I get a little better at least at something, which is cool. Yeah, the feeling of improvement. Just yeah. like a lot of these other players had to improve to go ahead and get these W's. We're gonna check <laughs> out the Lumi Rank recap, and just I mean, take a look around the world here. We had Gluto getting a W at UFA A plus tier there, and then Mia getting a W A plus tier at Mysuma, and then Ken winning a B tier. Uh, looks like the tournament was called Wave Champions, number six. And then down in South America, Gotham getting first place at uh, a C tier there, Battle Coliseum. So shouts to all the players that were able to get those Ws. And I know for us, the main topic of today is going to be UFA. That's definitely the tournament uh, I watched the most of. And yeah. it was a banger tournament, man. UFA was a great watch. Honestly? Yo, actually, I want to say something. Uh-oh. I don't want to sound mean Ooh. or take away from anything or like say what we should or shouldn't do. But this podcast is not just like a recap. <laughs> My <for> guy. <laughs> like, we're not just going to like, like spit out the results and then like end the recording. Like yeah. usually we're talking about what we want to talk about. Uh, like we just talked about speed running for 20 minutes, which not going to say that was the, a good or bad idea. But when it comes to smash, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about and it might branch off into other things. Like this is just some friends who like smash bros and there's a lot of tournaments and I'm sorry, but we're not just like the weather channel or something. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin's had enough of these YouTube comments. <laughs> Honestly, no, I've had enough of you guys stressing out thinking you're not satisfying the right crowd. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like, I don't think that's fair to y'all. Like, I think it's, important for us to 
talk about what we think is interesting and if it is cool and if it isn't like i don't like the results are like if you knew about the results why are you so upset that we didn't tell you about it <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm not trying to be mean to anyone by the way i i think the comments are valid i think there's just like a misunderstanding I'm, yeah, I'm, that's, yeah all. that's all um but yeah uh ufa was very crazy the production over there is always amazing has did have a couple things he wanted me to relay oh, nice. to everyone. He okay, wanted to say congrats to Bluto. Very dominant. And he wanted to also uh, send a shout out to Ruffalo, making a case for one of the best players in Europe. And um, yeah. Yeah, Ruffalo had a crazy, crazy tournament, man. What, what a, like, I just couldn't believe that set with Leo was very fun to watch. Uh, shout outs to Ruffalo. I mean, Really just leveling up so much. What up? <laughs> Another Reflow fan in the chat, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like Reflow has leveled up so much, you know, throughout his entire career, but especially within the last six months, man. Oh my goodness. Because didn't Reflow have a really good run at SmashCon as well? Pretty good, yeah. Pretty yeah. Solid. Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, SmashCon's a really fucking hard tournament. So gotcha. yeah. So the fact that Reflow is able, it, it's crazy to me. Because when you think about UFA, Gluto didn't even have to defend Europe. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about that statement. Yeah. Gluto yeah. just fought all European players. Yeah. So that, that, that is just... That base base set was crazy. Again. Okay, again. Oh, he did have and to fight that base base Leo set was crazy. So actually, that's, again. What, I, that's what I think <laughs> is an important thing to talk about is... One, how solid base mage is. And two, those game fives are going to go base mage's way eventually. Yeah, like, yeah. Base mage has a lot of game fives. Those are two crazy game fives with two of the top placers of the event. Um, and yeah, it, with Jigglypuff. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I think Jigglypuff has potential to even beat Wario straight up. It seems annoying for Wario. Like at the very it, it feels like an even matchup, maybe even Jigglypuff favored, which is interesting. Um, maybe you're just gonna call me a Wario pessimist for, for saying that, but I'm serious. That thing, that matchup can be hard. It, it can probably go a little bit either way, but it's close. Is uh, we'll all say, and like Jigglypuff has a lot of advantages. Um, but yeah, base mage did really incredible. Uh, it was early over here when I was watching this, so it was like eight in the morning or something, and I was watching Gluto versus Base Mage and like, you know, like freaking out. So that was a great <laughs> thing to wake wake up to. B and I were just like, "What is going on? Like this tournament is going to be crazy." Um, but yeah, also shouts to Leo for having a really really long losers run. Um, at one point, I thought he was gonna go the distance or at least grand finals or something um what he get like fourth right fourth yeah he and he had to win like like six seven loser sets to get to that point so that was crazy um and yet once again that set with base mage like he literally was about to lose bro that that set was crazy same same with uh gluto glute i think base mage got a rest gluto lived Gluto hit a waft, base mage lived, and like, <laughs> and then Gluto barely won. Like it was just crazy, bro. Um, but yeah, Ruffalo was playing really well, really fast, and like you said, Grand Finals was was Gluto Siski. But I think once uh, Gluto got past, like he had a couple game fives. He had a game five with base mage, game five with Tarek, who's also been leveling up a ridiculous amount. Um, like Haz was saying, like people making cases for strongest European players. There's another clearly obvious one. Um, but yeah, once Gluto got past those nail biters, he just looked so comfortable. He just got more and more comfortable to me, um, which was interesting because I didn't think his offense was super on point as an avid Gluto watcher. <laughs> I didn't think he was playing um, super crazy when it comes to like hitting people. But the comfort was there regardless, like in neutral and, um, you know, like defense and stuff. 
which is nice to see because I think um, Gluto mostly wins a lot of the time off of his the openings he gets and the amount of damage he deals. But it seems like from a traditional Wario standpoint, that's what was winning him these games, which I think is a is a big deal uh, when it comes to being as well rounded of a Wario player as possible. Yeah, I think for Gluto, um, like if he can win without being Gluto on hit, that's a big deal, right? I, I think it's one of those things where like you're so comfortable. Like I, I feel like if you went to your locals a lot, or if you played, let's say you played Jackal, right? Like you're not gonna pull out all your tricks, like all the things that yeah you ha- you're gonna do what you know you need to do to win, and then you're just kind of gonna win because you've done it so many times. It's like it's like doing like a rep at the gym. Like, all right, like I don't need to exert too much. I just need to do like enough that I know that I'm going to get the W. And sometimes I may need to turn it up when, when things aren't going my way specifically, but otherwise like I'm just going to get the dub and like keep it moving. And that's yeah. what was really interesting about Gluto this tournament was he didn't have to, to fight too many of the people. Like he, he avoided T and I was like, that was like the one thing that I was like, really, that was what was concerning was the yeah. offense wasn't there and he was very close to playing T. Yeah. That was, like, was, oh. was, what was uh, concerning for me as someone who wanted to see him go as far as possible or maybe even win, uh, which he did, which is great. But um, yeah, I was interested to see like, okay, if you're not hitting super hard, but your defense and your neutral are looking pretty good then maybe you could do well versus T. Uh, but that didn't end up happening. Also, yeah. shout out to T. Uh, they were saying on the mic uh, while he was competing that he had won like four majors over there. Like Yeah, over there. almost every time he like, goes. Like he's just chilling when he goes uh, to Europe. So I forget what placing he got exactly, but he, he still Good. did great. But I know him and Leo played, and those were two people who have won UFA events. So mm. – um, that's oh. a, that was interesting. He went full Kazia. What? That what? was interesting. What was that about? Think, yeah. yeah, we need to we need to talk you know, about like, that. You can't help but always question because of like how good they are with different characters. It's like you also just like I feel like you never know what to expect with those two sometimes. Um, yeah, full Kazia, especially like um, for Siski. The Siski one. That's the specific huh? one. like <laughs> that's where I was confused. Like getting smoked game one and then just like. Riding it out, bro. Just like full Kazia. Um, and I know he has used Kazia versus Siski before and that like went great, like perfect. So I get it. You know what I mean? Um, but like we don't have him on the show, so we don't know exactly what the yeah. thought process was. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, you're looking at the stage Yoshi story, which was very interesting bro, this event. Oh, Leo scammed a win. That was that was crazy. That not only were these stages legal, everyone was down. Like, that was crazy. Like, Lila and Yoshi's, like, a lot in top eight. Like, a lot. Like, I was tight. Like, I was tight. Like, I was, like, because, like, like, it jump scared me the first time, and then it kept happening. (laughs) I was like, stop. Um, But, yeah, that, that is crazy. They are relentless, bro. They, everyone was trying to win, bro. Do you but know what like, it is? Like Marcus just said, I don't think it worked for everyone. Dude, you know, you know what it is? It's uh didn't Karama get picked up by like an EU org? Yeah. <laughs> That's why the rule set as Yoshi's bro. True, true, true. They're trying to see some Karama W's. Karama, I don't think Karama unless they banned it every time and he was going to, but it, they they had to have. There's no way you let Karama go to this stage, bro. You do I don't not think want I've to played on this rule set, so. Was it different when you went to Terra? I'm trying to remember that because I no, just you played that. on the unified rule set at Terra. Okay, so maybe it was weird for them <laughs> to play on that one because um, I think someone showed me this rule set while I was at Terra, and they're like, "What do you think of this?" And I was like, "This is terrible." I thought they were just showing me like <laughs> like something they were interested in doing at their locals, and they're like, "No, this is like what we do," or something like that. And I was I'm like, "Pretty wow. sure they Terra played on the." I could be wrong. I'm assuming this, but there there is a. I don't think it was this. It definitely game. wasn't this. Okay, okay. There, there is a unified European rule set. Um, I guess Terra didn't play on it. Um, Gavin was at the tournament, so I assume like I would take his word over it. But they, they do have a unified rule set that's nine stages. So it's like the standard seven that we usually see, plus Yoshi's and uh, Lilat. Yeah. 
Yes. That was crazy. So it's a uh, it's pretty crazy out there, but you have three bands. So okay. that's what I was curious about. Yes, you have three bands. Um, there's no DSR three bands. So I really only have one band because Yoshi's and Lilat is legal. True. True. I. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it just fine. depends if you're down to play on slants. I. <laughs> it, it's so weird when we talk about slants specifically because I fucking hate slants but i also understand the dynamic it brings to the game but i hate the inconsistencies that come along with it like oh you you can only jab lock going uphill or down it's like what the fuck is <laughs> what are we talking about guys like we're really introducing this slant shit so short characters can corner camp and crouch in the corner right like she can diddy can crouch in the corner and down tilt me on my whiffed aerials and then on top of that like now we're changing jab lock bullshit like and then also oh yeah and then on these slanted stages like this usually doesn't two frame, but now since I'm pointing my fucking down tilt downwards, now I'm like stabbing into the fucking ledge. Like, why? What? Why do we like this shit? I don't. I I don't get it. And I. It's crazy that you are doing this rant right now at all. Well, like, yeah, I I never thought I would have to do this rant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, here, bro. That's crazy. Like, I, I'm just giving my opinion on why I don't like slants. I understand that there's another side to it. and But like the other side to it feels more defensive than offensive. And there is offensive parts, like angling moves downward towards the ledge. So you can be more offensive with something that is already like ultra omega safe and broken, which is two framing, right? Like you just time to take a stab at it. But yeah, I, I don't like the defensive parts of it. I don't like how it fucks with like jab locks and stuff. And then notoriously, Lilat was also just a shitty stage in Smash 4. At this least was it's a, a lot crazy better. Decision. Yeah. Even, you know, it's crazy. Um, there, was, there was a Genesis that um, Lilat was legal in, and Mars took Ludo there on game five. I know. But isn't that fucking wild? Okay, low key, this would be my thought process. Once it hits Lilat game five, it's like, oh. It doesn't count anymore. No, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's over. Like, like the set's not serious anymore. Like, that's so you, my genuine... You have to burn a ban on it to make it a serious set. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? But, like, imagine, like, my thought process is like, oh, snap, I'm about to lose. I could pick Lilat so I can mentally check out and, like, I could be like, oh, well, it was on Lilat. So. <laughs> uh, this was game <laughs> five, right? Yeah. Yeah, this, I think this is a good stage for Greninja because Greninja has a low profile. So I, yeah. I don't know whose counterpick this was. I'm sure it's at it was least. Leo's. It was Leo's. It was yeah. Leo's. That, that's why I was saying it's crazy. Um, yeah, I like if I was in that situation, I don't have to ban Lilat usually, probably because Diddy Kong doesn't get like affected that much. I think Diddy's good on Yoshi's that. is interesting because I think Yo Diddy is like amazing on Yoshi's. But there's some characters that are just a little too good on Yoshi's to risk it. So I would probably ban that stage at least a decent amount. But it's just crazy like, like that I'm seeing this. Especially Lila. It just feels like year one type shit. Like, as like just the stage As I'm watching this, like, we got to give some flowers to Tarek. Like, what in the world? Bro, he almost reversed 3-0'd Gluto and Leo. Yeah. And like, everybody's like... He was fighting for his life versus Gluto too. He yeah, was like, like pushing out crazy situations, ever. like finding early kills. like. And like, you're just seeing him adapt on the best adapter. Like, what's happening? Like, That's true, it, yeah. What in the world? Like, he... I don't know. I think all the traveling he's done recently has helped him out a lot and maybe he's like also taking it a lot more seriously because he's been traveling so much. But that also goes to show just how important traveling the world <laughs> is now. Like yeah. when playing Smash, like we've started saying it a lot more, but so much it, experience and like unique ones at that too. Like different ones. You know yeah. who else did well was um Big Boss. Big mm -hmm. Boss uh punched his ticket into top eight as well. Um I, I thought that was impressive. He had a reverse 3-0. We were just talking about reverse 3-0s or potential ones. He had a reverse 3-0 on Karama, which was pretty wild because it was one of those things where you're watching. I recently had a loss like that myself too where I'm playing and like I'm just like chilling. And then all of a sudden it's like 2-1, two, 2-2. Two, two, you're about to <laughs> um, Yeah. Like Mr. just Krabs. Type shit. 
Um, like, how did this happen? I feel like a good player, like even when they're like struggling, if they like, you know, get a whiff of a little bit of momentum, like they will take it and they will like do everything they can to to ride the momentum, especially if they don't have like any more games to work with. Um, and yeah, I think Big Boss got a little bit of momentum and just like stuck it out and ended up getting like a game five last stock win to get into top eight. Um, yeah. Did y'all see the crowd? It looked like there was like a, a thousand <laughs> watching in the venue. It might've been, bro. They like, take it so seriously. It's so dude, cool. It's crazy. Like, so for uh, every, for all the listeners that don't know what UFA is, it's pretty right. much Europe's Evo. So like they have a bunch of different fighting games and all that stuff. They, they have like crazy production. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much Europe's version of Evo. So they, again, multiple fighting games and they go all out with the production and you saw it there. I mean, the crowd was just absolutely insane. The production value was absolutely insane. France always killing it when it comes to bringing the like production level like France brings the production level higher and higher for Smash and just like even esports in general. You know what I mean? They're doing an, a, a fantastic job. Yeah, it's like super dope to see all these tournaments in Europe because every time I'm like, dang, I want to go. And then I'm like, yeah. for what? <laughs> I'm like, just just to go. Like, honestly, like uh, I'm, a, I'm just a spectator at this point. I'm going to get like 97th and be like, well, that was fun. But yeah, I mean, spectating is fun. Like, I don't know. Competing is yeah. fun. Spectating is fun. It just depends on like why I want to, why I would want to go, right? Um, one like thing I did. World, it's like, a, like they treat it like it's a traditional sport, which I think. Yeah. I've said it before. It makes it feel like, it makes me feel so proud to have this job in the first place. Cause like the way they react when you're playing over there. It just makes it feel like you're doing something cool, and like you, it makes you feel good at what you do. You know what I mean? Like, um, that it's that's a great feeling, and yeah. I feel like the the gameplay showed it too. Like so many game fives or some reverse three O's. There's like some intense emotions. Like, um, watching it like six hours behind was just crazy because like it's it's like like eight in the morning, like I said, but I'm awake because I watched Base Mage and Gluto fight to the death. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. There was also a Japanese event this weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, wait. Before we pivot to Japan. Oh, wait, you had something pink. We probably should have oh, talked yeah. about Siski a little bit too. Give Siski some credit for. Being- That's my oh, guy. So you know what? It look. If we give the buzz credit every episode, you know. I hate calling it like I thought about this yesterday. I was like, dang, I really keep calling this man EU DeBuzz. I gotta stop. But EU DeBuzz, Mr. Consistency over yeah, in yeah. EU gets his flowers. The dude's just the dude's just very consistent. Yeah. He he beats some tough Samus matchups. I don't really know how he does that either. Um, but yeah, he's he's very strong as a player, and I think it's super sick to see like we have a very solid idea of who like the best players in Europe are and in whatever order, like Gluto's one. But then after that, like some people would argue Bloom's uh, peaks are higher. Some people would argue Siski's consistency is better. I mean, it, it's one of those things, consistency versus peaks. Um, and then like Rafflo and we, we really starting to see like, if you see these people when you're traveling to Europe, like you can't be sleep. Like you, you're not just going to walk over to Europe or fly over to Europe and uh, just, like, win the tournament for free. Uh, but one thing I did want to talk about was my man Leo finally shut down the haters. That's what I'm talking about, Leo. That's what I'm talking about. Like, my man is like, bro, I've been playing Smash since I was 15. Yeah. I am almost 25 now. I think he said 23. Yeah, I, I was so. playing Smash to get out the gutter, bro. I was in, I was in the streets struggling, okay, fighting for my actual livelihood. Right? He posted this tweet talking about like, bro, it's I'm in a way different spot. Like, yeah, I've achieved my goals. My family's comfortable. Like, I'm I'm living well. I'm not fighting for my life anymore. 
And a lot of times that's what separates like the super, super best players in the world and the players who are very, 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 very good, but not at the number one spot. It's literally their hunger, like how much they want it. It's, yeah. they, they all have the skill to do it. It's just how hungry are you at that time in the moment? Like how much are you willing to fight? And Leo said, bro, I'm just going to go to work. I'm still going to clock in. He's obviously improving. He started doing footstool guns. Like he's, he's improving. He's trying his best, right? Yeah. But he has to try his best with the time allocated to him with the different life stage. Yeah. When you're 15, like you just go play some smash bros and like it's lit. When you're 23 and you're trying to live your life and like take care of your family and you you get a girlfriend and like you're trying to build the rest of your life like for your future, you start to learn work life balance. That's that's what that is. Like you can't just yeah. go to work all the time. If Smash is your job, you're not just gonna play Smash all the time. Or the person you're trying to build a future with is gonna look at you like, why am I here? Like I don't need to be here. So there's so much to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Like, shout-outs to my man, Leo. Like, just letting him know, hey, y'all need to... He's never mean to anyone either. Yeah, exactly. He never has to say much. Mm -hmm. But when he does, I feel like he's very professional. I feel like he's always been that way. Um, But it's cool to see because I've obviously had that conversation with him a couple times, um, whether it's about himself or myself. And growing up, like, you know... Like, I was aware of my situation. I was aware of my peers' situations, like the other top competitors. And, like, that was the interesting thing, right? Like you said, like, doing something like this to provide for your family and, like, you know, it's like an opportunity to, you know, live a more comfortable life. And that was something I thought about, too. Like, oh, yeah, no wonder he's doing so well because like there's the talent and then he also like like marcus is saying there's like a there's like a hunger to it and it also helped to keep me motivated like like the fact that i didn't have that that reason made me want to like you know come up with any reason to like fight just as hard you know what i mean like i don't know how to explain this it's kind of me talking about it for the first time but um, it just reminds me of a lot of stories from traditional sports, whether it's people that were in similar situations or people that are in opposite situations, like, like you know, Steph Curry or something. Like, he's one of the best players to ever play, but he he wasn't playing like to make it to the next day or something. <laughs> like, like, uh, like th- there's a bit of, of there's a, there's a lot of different situations and like the the reasons you come up with in your head, whether they're real or not, they can really like motivate you to, to win. Yeah. And just because Leo did pull it off, doesn't mean he always wants to be like feeling those emotions when you're in that situation. I can't say from my own personal experience, I've never taken the leap to like compete to pay for rent or something like that. But I, you know, one of my closest friends, one of my closest friends did that. And I mean, I, you know, when yeah. Void did go to Hawaii or not, when he went to California from Hawaii, he only had like, you know, maybe like 20 or $30 in his pocket. And he was literally going to tournaments to win, to pay rent. And I mean, I always told like back then I didn't really have like a ton of money or anything, but I was like, well, Void, if you ever need a flight back home, I got you. like, you know what I mean? So at least he had that safety net, but I can't even imagine the feeling of like competing. I've competed in tournaments, but I haven't competed for my like livelihood. I was competing for like, oh shit, well if I get third place, I get my money back. And then if I get first, I guess I could buy McDonald's for everyone. I don't know. Fuck it, right? Like it's it wasn't <laughs> back then, especially like Brawl and Smash 4, you weren't competing for a lot. And I mean, I guess even yeah. Ultimate it obviously has scaled up a little bit, but it's not too crazy unless it's like ultra top level, right? But being in that situation and the amount of stress, I can only imagine is not fun. So if, if you have the choice to not have yourself be in that mentally, and then on top of that, once you kind of cross, like, uh, I guess once Leo did so much and was very, very stable, right? You can't even put yourself back into that feeling. You know what I mean? Cause once, once you get to a certain financial part of your life, or at least like once he's gained so much finances from the situation, you're literally not, you don't have to win this tournament to, take care of your family or whatever right like as long as he goes 
goes and he does as much effort as he can and all this other stuff there. But that stacking pressure to like win is not as much as before, right? And you can't even emulate that feeling. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Leo at least explained and like talked back, you know what I mean? Especially on Twitter because, you know, everyone's been throwing in their two cents about it. But at, at the end of the day, the way I look at, look at it, I love the game and Leo is a real motherfucker and he showed us the highest level of the game at different periods of the game for a very long period of time. And I appreciate the fuck out of that. I appreciate anyone that will push this game as far as possible because I personally just love watching this game get played at the highest level possible. So the fact that he was able to do that and he taught the world about this game, right? Like that that's the way I view it. And he he's... He's done his time. He's paid his dues in terms of like being a Smash competitor. So I do not know why so much people get on his ass for whatever reason. It just makes no sense to me. But and he's still competing and he still does very well. So it's it's such it's such a it's so weird that even on this podcast, sometimes I feel like just from seeing shit on Twitter, I'm like, why do I feel like I'm like trying to defend Leo? That's such a weird feeling. You know what I mean? Like this. If anything, this this is one of the last people I would have to defend like their smash skill at the game, right? They're they're one of the greatest players of all time. And even even if you really break down, you know, the the history of like from brawl to ultimate and you scale it in terms of just like it in my opinion, it's harder to win in ultimate than it was in brawl because the player base was smaller, it wasn't as big, right? Like yeah. Leo's the Leo's the greatest player of all time in in, in like brawl po- like brawl and post brawl. So it's like, and you can't even deny that. It's just like, yeah, there's not a lot of people that even come close to that. Even even if Leo's not getting first at every single tournament, and you look at someone like maybe a cola would be next in line or something like that. But even then, it's like, how long has a cola been doing this? And then you look at Leo's track record. It's just it's simple math, right? Yeah, and it's funny when it comes to like defending him or something. It's like. He, he doesn't even need it from us either because he's exactly it's not like he he gives a fuck like yeah, nope <laughs> nope um but yeah it, it's it's interesting uh something i always tell him is like uh i want i want him to find any reason he can to like be extra motivated and play the game and everything but he's obviously still learning things he still like cares about his character lineup we talked about the footstool stuff like he's he's clearly still there but you know the game gets harder, you know, there's there's a larger player base in terms of, like, top players, like, he's in a different situation, like, it's kind of crazy how high the bar is for him, we've talked about that so many times, I remember um, seeing someone that was, like, insulting him by saying he had only won one major uh, this, this year at some point, uh, in 2023 or something, and I thought about it myself. It's like I've only won one major this year. <laughs> it's I'm not, hard, and I'm not getting that treatment. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's crazy. Uh, shouts to Leo as always. Shouts to the like UFA. The whole event was uh, great to watch. Lots of crazy moments. Dude, the the um, EU scene is leveling up like crazy. So yeah. um, this this episode of Coach's Corner is going to drop next week Monday or no next week Monday or Tuesday. But um, we had Gluto and Snorley on. Um, oh, Snorley is Gluto's coach. coach. So yeah, so it was it was a really cool episode, and it was uh, we also have Ramses on our podcast as well. So they had they talked about on the podcast just like how Europe's been leveling up, and Gluto was very happy that. Like he, he said there was players that he wanted to play like out of, you know, outside of Europe that he wanted to play. Obviously, he had the set with base mage, which was really hype, but he didn't really get to play them because France and slash Europe did so well. And that's usually not the case. Right. So, again, like I, we we opened up talking about this segment with just that fact alone, the fact that Gluto didn't really have to defend Europe or slash France. Right. So, I you know, shout outs to the whole European scene. They've. This is the strongest Europe has ever been from like brawl to now in like the current, the quote unquote current smash game. Like this is the strongest they've ever been. Right. I, I, I think overall is a continent. Right. I know there's obviously a bunch of different countries within EU and we kind of just group them up together. But yeah, I mean, they've been leveling up like Reflow getting a ton of great wins. Second place, Siski doing amazing. There's so many great European players that. If you go to Europe now, it's not just like, oh, okay, I just got to be glued on them. 
I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many other players in Europe that you got to worry about now. So yeah, I mean, shout outs to the European scene really leveling up. It's, it's been, they've been grinding for a really long time. And in terms of opportunities, they don't really get a lot of them, right? A lot of the big tournaments happen in the U S. So the fact that this region kept on leveling up, kept on grinding, and now, you know, they're performing really well. We could see, a lot closer competition in terms of like the, the best countries, right? Like in terms of like ranking countries slash continents. Uh, I think it, I think it's sick. I think it's really cool when the whole, like the whole rest of the world, all the competition is like spread out all over the world. Right. And then that's what make offline tournaments. So hype is because everyone comes together and then you get to see all these different countries slash continents, like battle it out. Yep. For sure. It's just, I don't know. Global game. Let's go. Let's go global game. Big topic as always. Talk about um, that. Uh, and then, yeah, we have what? Japan, Maisuma, Mia yep. making his claim for being top one in the world. It's That is it's quite just, the discussion. I call it wasn't there. He's just playing friendlies. Um, he should, I think, I don't know. I don't remember if he DQ'd or if he just didn't enter and then showed up to play friendlies, but... Uh, he did not enter the event regardless. He was there to play friendlies. And, well, you know what that means. <laughs> At this point, it feels like if you were to bet infinite money on one of those two winning an event in Japan, no matter who in the world showed up, you have pretty good chances of winning. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's tough. That, that kid is very, very, very good. He also played, um, he played a lot of Steve and Grant's. Um, he played Yoshidoran Grants, and he was losing a lot as Game of Watch. I think he lost two games. I think he won game one as Game of Watch, lost game two, went Steve game three, and then won. And then um, he went Game of Watch game four and lost, and then he went back to Steve and won. Um, and that's how he won the event was with Steve. So that was really, really interesting to see. Uh, that was a lot of very strange results, but that's to be expected with Japan. I don't know. It's like weird. They have like one is like this very consistent. Okay, here goes Akko and here goes Mia and here goes Yoshidora. But even some of the like really consistent players like uh, Gakt and Ashimo, like Ashimo had a re- pretty tough tournament. Um, but Yoshidora got second. Yeah. And uh, they had a Toon Link level. I think it was level one. They got third, third place. Third. Inkling was Bro, in top. I can't wait to talk Didn't about... Banjo get a pretty good result? Yeah. I... yeah he beat Doramigi. Does anyone know how to pronounce her tag? I just know it's T M O Z E or something. Yeah, I watch this banjo all the time. <laughs> they are so cracked. Like, like I love watching this banjo player uh, play, and yeah, they beat the really good Min Min player. Like how? Well, I was going to sleep, so I'm like going to sleep, and I'm like, someone tell me if the banjo player wins. Like I'm like going to sleep, and he, and he beat the Min Min player, and I was just like laying in bed like how is this possible like (laughs) like just insane like yeah the the placements are always like a little wonky as usual inkling a character i've never lost faith in oh my god you would like never never lost faith Uh, (laughs) good good job you uh getting third is wild because that is definitely not a character i necessarily have faith in um who's better toon link or banjo Come on, it's too late. Come on. Oh, is it close? It's close. It's close. I mean, they're both pretty trash. Like, what are we? What? I think Banjo's better. I think Banjo's better. Of course, Infinite. Yeah. Uh, oh, Taz Banjo. I mean, now that you mention it. Now that you mention it. Damn, I don't know. It's close. It's close. It is close. I think you, you know Toon what's Link, crazy. Toon Link can can scrap. Toon Link got yeah. some buttons. That F tilt, yeah. goodness. There's it's some good, good buttons. The dash is solid. The down tilt solid. Up the ledge trapping is fucked up. Like I just, I just don't know how y'all be getting hit by boomerang fair. Agreed. <laughs> Everyone was getting f- fucking pieced up by the boomerang, bro. How are you getting hit by boomerang fair that much? <laughs> it's like it's cool if it happens once or twice, like but. <laughs> Like I'll bomb, give you one pass. A I'll set. give you bomb fair. Like that's been I'm, the thing to look at. Okay, that was crazy. <laughs> that up top. Oh, um, oh, he's got tech. But okay, like 
that's been like the thing to look out for for like over a decade. <laughs> True. Like, I'm not getting hit by it. Like, You're getting I'm hit not. once. You got to put me in a situation and a half for yep. me to get hit by that shit. I don't know why we're talking about this. The two link player. Oh, dang! Yeah. Yo, hold up. Two link. Two links broken. It's Yoshi though. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yoshi ain't good either. Yeah, Yoshi's not good. It was. It was crazy. Yeah, I winning with banjo is so insane to me. Like, that banjo player, aside from Zachary, is probably the second most skilled Smash player. <laughs> Just because <laughs> like, you're getting that far with banjo, you're getting that far with banjo. Okay, let, banjo's underrated, low key. Let's chill out a little. Wait, bit. what the heck? Underrated, but like not enough to like be significant. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, his edge guarding is crazy. It's all it takes sometimes. It's a little boop. Like, he plays really fast. He does. It's really cool. And then he runs out of Wonder Wings. <laughs> Who That's decided okay. that? That's okay. We just punching. Okay, if, if you gave Banjo infinite it's Wonder Wings, right? Infinite Wonder Wings. Do you even think Banjo would be high tier? No. No, right? Even if you gave him infinite Wonder Wings. It would make recovery so consistent. That's true. That's like the only but, thing but that came to my mind. High tier, maybe? Definitely not a top tier. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I shouldn't say tier. It's I the same like thing, like saying player. like silly. Like it's like so silly in terms of like, oh, what if we gave Sephiroth wing all the time? It's like, why are we even talking about this? Like, as someone who plays one of these characters, you're just making me like sad that my character sucks and that you have to like say such ridiculous hypotheticals. <laughs> To make it even worth playing the character, like I don't know, like I think recovery it would make recovery really good, which would probably change a couple matchups. I don't know about high tier or whatever, but I just think Banjo's better than people think already. See, like, <laughs> dude, that was a raw ass footage. Yeah, <laughs> this player is this player is so good. Like F tilt and down tilt are insane. Back airs. Uh, down tilt's a game. very good move, and forward tilt. He's got some like pretty solid buttons. Yeah, he has like a little bit of what what makes Toon Link good, but I think there's like some more consistency there with like like Toon Link isn't like Banjo's slightly better than Toon Link with like stray hit kills, slightly. Yeah. Like I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a little biased because like I've been watching Toon Link struggle to okay. kill for like so many years, but like I don't know. Yeah, this banjo is fucking clean. Dude, I told I watch this banjo player every time they're on screen. That was so sick. He like set up a platform tech chase with the bugle gun Double and just covered every single option. No, they even combo enough to he after that he platform tech chases with Wonder Wing and covers every option and got a kill. Like that was fucked up. That's crazy. See? You wouldn't see any Toon Link thing and say the, the phrase fucked up. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. He said or earlier in the up B. This banjo fights. Yeah, you the have to as banjo. Fight, they can grab your item and use it against you. You gotta go in with it, dude. <laughs> it's such a fucking trash move. <laughs> like, it, it, banjo grenade is on at service level where like the day banjo dropped, everyone was doing the grenade ledge trapping, and everyone was like, yo, I'm so nice with it with banjo on my ledge traps, right? Then everyone just started realizing, like, oh, it's an item. Like, if yep. you know anything about competitive Smash and just have any slight experience with item play, all of a sudden you just shut down the item and you're just like, oh, yeah, wait, this move just sucks. <laughs> Bro, I didn't know the ending of the set was like this. Mm hmm. Dude, it gets Min Min? Marcus, why don't you tell us some insight on this matchup? Honestly. Oh honestly. Honestly. What? Banjo wins? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's comical. The unfair just didn't no. work. Like this this character look, look but at what this he has part to do. of the matchup is actually really hard to deal with okay. when you're off stage. That's wow. But, but that's like most min min matchups and on yeah. stage is is very easy. Shout um, to Banjo, bro. Yeah. But I think Banjo is a little bit better edge guarding min min than a lot of characters just because of the neutral being the up B and the nair yeah. lasting so long and having more, multiple jumps, but that's literally like the only thing. Oh, and you have to be careful of wonder, like throwing your arms because of wondering. That's it. Otherwise, like you're just playing the game, you're not thinking, 
and then <laughs> you throw them off stage. They either have to immediately wonder wing or they have to come up with some crazy recovery route. Yeah. Or they take infinite trying to get back and then it's a uh, it's tough. Yeah. When I play banjo, I'd be ledge slipping, bro. Ooh, slipping Jimmy's back. I'd be ledge slip neutral airing, and then they make it back because it's so weak. <laughs> but then you have to upbeat, and the animation slip. takes twenty minutes because yeah, but you can't then jump they get twice back before I get back. Yeah, because you can't jump twice because <laughs> it doesn't go high enough, and it's just you know it's cool. Do I do I air dodge? Do I up? <laughs> they they're already ledge trapping me. <laughs> but oh, in some yeah. matchups, they just. Like if if they got a bad recovery, but like uh yeah, I don't know. Banjo's cool. Wait, most, wait, wait. Most people quick, don't think that. Quick throwback. Quick throwback. Remember the glitch that you went all banjo? Yeah. What was that about? Mostly banjo. Like, I mean, the character just came out. You. I don't remember who you lost to, and I was I just remember. mad. Oh, I, I remember, remember the situation. I remember the stage. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I lost to Sam on Lilat, mm-hmm. and you down aired. Yeah. And then, yep. like, you just missed the stage. And you know what I always say about that scenario in Glitch? I was like, maybe that was a good thing that Gavin, like, agreed lost. Because he probably dropped Banjo because of that. Because what timeline would we be in if Gavin kept playing Banjo? <laughs> like, You'd be like imagine that, that timeline. I'd be a more peaceful guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just love the silly little character. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Banjo's cool. A lot of people don't like banjo, but maybe I'm biased. Uh, yeah, he's like a lame, like a quote unquote lame character, right? To fight up against. Yeah, I'm sure fighting him online is terrible. I think he gets a little bit of a worse rep than he deserves. There's there's some worse options, especially nowadays. Uh, oh yeah, like, I mean a, a lot of a worse lot worse. <laughs> like imagine a zoner character, but like they're really broken, right? Like at least that's my thing. Every if I lose to Banjo, I like you almost like you're almost not allowed to complain. Like you can kind of complain, but the character's not even good. Like you you probably just suck versus zoners, which is okay. That's nothing nothing wrong with bro. I don't see any zone zone like about this. Uh yeah, well he's fighting. The bear and the bird are fighting. <laughs> hey, right here, right here. Look at it. I was gonna say something, but I forget what I was gonna say. The bugle gun baby. <laughs> what a weird move. I think they did it really well design wise. I think design wise they nailed it with Bandit. It's Briegel. Briegel? Whatever. I'm sorry. I apologize, bro. <laughs> oh Damn. Oh, that's snow. Yeah, snow. Another like kid. <laughs> prodigy like it's just they're all over the place the master man. of zero to death yeah they also play aegis <laughs> oh, oh okay I see mario it. man yeah mario aegis yeah the mario aegis pipeline all right i can't wait for gino and smash six bro oh how, how confident are you on that it's funny i talk about how unlucky gino is as a character because like 27 year old game finally gets a remake Smash Ultimate's done being updated. <laughs> it's like the timing, it just uh, it just won't overlap. Like the games just aren't overlapping ever. So if there is a new Smash, I guarantee it. But that's if there's a new Smash. It's just interesting that that's the point we're at. Not It's not about Geno or like licensing or like like Geno's like in a good spot, but Smash isn't. Like, I, like <laughs> if we get crazy. a deluxe, do you think he'll be added to Ultimate? I mean, I, I hope so. Because the costume's already in, right? So it's like that's that's been that's happened before, right? I think that's happened plenty of times. Yeah, you're right. And <laughs> K. Rool had a costume, right? Yeah, yeah, he got it. So we'll see. Sorry to mention such a random thing during tournament stuff, but uh, no, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I guess we could get into bonus content. It's bonus time. Um, we're probably going to talk about our. Favorite tournaments of all time. Um, we also have Watch the Throne coming up and stuff. Uh, so maybe we'll chat a little bit about that. But other than that, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Hopefully Has is here next time. We miss you, bro. Yeah, we can get the yeah. whole whole squad at some point. Yeah, yeah um, we're all this life is scattering yeah, us man. right now. Oh, I'm gonna have a different background next time. 
Dang, oh, another move. How many times have you moved while we were doing this podcast? This will be the second move, right? Yeah. Second move. Holy crap. We, that's how you can it. tell we've been doing this shit for a long time. I gotta catch up. I haven't done anything. I moved rooms. You moved. Yeah, it's like you moved. My desk setup changed, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think you it used did. to have the drawer to the left, right? Yeah, I think I might. I used to be like this way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, this way. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching, y'all. Have a good one. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, have a good one. Thank you. See you. Bye.